0: You're listening to the TrekMate Family Network. The Battle Bridge is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Please visit techpodcast.com. Worf, Solus Sue, report to the Battle Bridge. I'll join you in a moment. Edson, secure connector levels. I sir.
1: Crusher, Cartano, Gleason, report to the Battle Bridge. Mr. Data, Mr. Worf, I have a special mission for you. note in ship's log that at this start time, I'm transferring command to the Battle Bridge.
0: You're listening to the Battle Bridge TNG podcast that you hear every once, every five months where we discuss everything about Star Trek the next generation once every five months I'm Lou from Nebraska.
1: And I'm James from London.
0: And tonight's episode is going to be Aquiel. But first, James, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well, thank you, Lou. It's been a while. It has been a while. You know, I tell you. Uh, But you know something that's funny is we are listening to a radio station just about every day. It's called Triple M Classic Rock, and it comes out of Sydney, Australia which has nothing to do with you or anything. But I did notice that when I listened to them speak, they use a lot of um, some of the same things. Like, you know, they they talk about when you're out with your best mates.
1: And I thought, I always thought that was an English thing because we don't use the word mate here. Well, hang on, just, just just, let me stop you there. Um, they do talk English in Australia, right? Yes, that they talk good. English. It's that, it, yes, the yes, main yes. language down there,
0: okay? Yeah, you're right, but not in the um, not in your English sort of way, like from London or from England, okay? Um, when you're driving and let's say a bird craps on that piece of glass that's right in front of you, what's that called? Uh,
1: that's that's the windscreen,
0: windscreen, okay. Yeah. So, it's not a windshield. <laughs> it's a windscreen. That's what they call it too.
1: It, it screens the wind. It screen... shield the wind.
0: <laughs> well, see, because the thing is in in our doors here, we have two doors. One is called the screen door, it screens stuff from coming in other than wind. So, that I think the wind screen. Would be that screen door that's getting you know, little holes all over it so that air can come in, but bugs and stuff can't. So that's what we would call a windscreen. And I think that's why we call our stuff in the car a windshield. Um, interesting enough, because also it shields us from glass coming at us. So, um, <laughs> what's end on your roads? Yeah, it's, it's, it's you don't want to know what happens to our roads. We got potholes all over,
1: you know. Oh, that's not, that's not, you don't have exclusivity on that, I can assure you.
0: No, it's, it's so bad that I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I call it pothole maha, Nebraska. <clears throat> so anyway, um, another thing is, I didn't know this, and there'd been no reason I do, but they always have this commercial on for macas, And I'm like, yeah, macas. Okay. You know. And you could get your uh, Monopoly, please, at Macas. So what's Macca's? So I did a little searching and McDonald's Corporation, their nickname in Australia was Macca's. So they actually legally changed their business name in Australia to
1: call it Macca's. Okay, that is an Australian thing. That's, that hasn't Definitely. made its way across here, as far as okay. I am aware. No, no, no such thing.
0: But so that's interesting. I'm, you know, getting a lot. And the reason why we listen to it every night is Alice Cooper is on. And Alice Cooper was a huge 70s hard rock, 80s hard rock, and today, no less, uh, musician. So I don't know if you're not familiar with Alice Cooper. I'm familiar with the man. I am
1: not familiar with his oeuvre. Yes, music? With his what? His work, his life work, his accomplishments, his his professional output. I am not. And interested. what word did you just use to say that? Ouvre. It's a French word. Ouvre. Okay.
0: Well, anyway, uh, so we listen to him at night. It is kind of interesting to listen to. Um, so beyond that, there's really not much going on. Um, there's a new. I don't know if we even discussed.
1: Star Trek Picard. No, we didn't, because it hadn't been announced. <laughs> We've been gone so long. That, so uh, long. I, I mean, having said that, of course, we were... Um, oh, hang on. I shouldn't say we. I. You weren't at Star Trek Las Vegas when they announced the Picard show. No. no. I was at Star Trek Las Vegas. And then Picard kind of just popped up. And obviously, it's not Picard. It's Patrick Stewart. And everyone uh-huh. went, hey, 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 that's great. Um, but I, have, I did see the trailer. I saw. I think first the teaser, and then the, like the longer trailer, and they've got uh, seven of nine and data, yep. and this looks simultaneously great and terrifying, as far as I can tell. What are your thoughts?
0: I don't know yet. It. Uh, I don't know if, if I don't really. Do you, I don't get the impression that they can really. Pull Picard off like be, like he did for the next generation. He's he's quite a bit older.
1: What are they going to do with them? I mean, are they going to use them for fighting? Okay, I mean we, we we we've just been through and we're about to review the episode of Akuell. What did Picard do in this episode that he wouldn't be able to do as a seventy five year old admiral? I mean, what what was really pushing him in this episode? Yeah, you that know? is so true. And it's a it, a lot of. Star Trek episodes—they don't require the card to be, uh, you know, you know, kick in bottom and save in the day. Uh, I mean, the films pushed in that direction, but not really the TV series. Okay.
0: So is uh, Jerry Ryan really going to play 40th Triple D? I'm—I'm I'm sorry. I mean, seven of nine. You are aware that
1: that's not her real name,
0: <laughs> but um, 40th yeah. Triple D or Jerry Ryan?
1: Uh, forty of triple D. Yeah. Triple D
0: is that a thing? I don't oh. think that's a thing. Oh, that's a thing here. There's a lot of triple Ds. No, it's not a thing. <laughs> sure, it is. Triple D.
1: You never is seen it? a? Tri-
0: oh, I've met a lot of triple D girls. Oh God, yes. So
1: if, if we're talking about the size of a woman's brasier, I yes. thought that it went to a different number <laughs> rather than became a triple D. As a different letter doesn't it go to an e why wouldn't it go to an e what's the problem there yeah i don't know if i've seen
0: double d triple d then i don't know if e is that much bigger or what but okay do i
1: have to <laughs> do i have to start googling and lose my innocence forever or i, just think I should probably park this
0: yeah probably i i don't want to i don't want to corrupt you you know you you you're you're the proper english guy Anyway, um, so we are here for Aquiel. This is the thirteenth episode of season six and it was story play story by Jerry Taylor. Ha
1: huh, that's a Jerry Taylor story. Teleplay okay, sorry, by wait, sorry, I'm gonna stop you. Uh-huh. I'm gonna stop you. Uh-oh. Because in the UK you don't have triple D. Um, we, we go down to what's known as an E and then an F and et cetera, et cetera. And apparently, according to you, this thing I found on Google, which is a horrendous statement to start, mm. uh, is you guys go to like 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, 8D, etc. etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's, mm. that's ludicrous. 8D is ludicrous, huh? but uh, yeah. That would okay. Be abs- so, so we 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 carry on different. You know, we we come carry on a different numbering system. So it's uh, yeah. We we decided that we didn't go uh, uh d- didn't just keep adding the D's. Okay. Now I understand what you mean.
0: So good that we got that cleared up. Pretty soon this is going to be a Howard Stern show. No, I'll never get naked girls to come in here, in this in the studio with me. So I could forget that one. Um. Oh, hey, speaking of which, this was done by a story by Jerry Taylor <laughs> and teleplay by Brian Braga and Ronald D. Moore, directed by Cliff the Bolian Bull. And I got to be honest that I'm not going to be honest just yet. Let's see. Guest stars Renee Jones as Aquiel Unari, Wayne Grace as Tarok. We have Reg Cathy. As Morag, And Magil Barrett as the voice of the computer. The computer voice. What do we think about this episode? I don't know. Should we start on a positive note or end the... End our initial thoughts on a positive note? Which do no, you prefer? End, end, end on a positive. End on a positive. Okay. I want to... I want to nominate at least one... Wait a second. Hold on. I gotta find something. Oh, yeah. I did forget someone here. Yes, I forgot Friday, who plays the part of Mara. I knew I was forgetting something. The dog, who I also want to nominate to get an Emmy Award for this episode. Everybody else I'm not interested in. The dog's role... Was phenomenal. She barked with the best of them. She whimpered. And best of all, she chewed up Jordy's shoes. You can't ask for a better actor than that dog. Was it a she-dog or a he-dog? It was a she-dog. Well, you never know. Friday. Let's look at Friday. Okay. Friday is a dog who portrayed Mora. Um, Friday is... A terrier mix previously played by Commissioner Robert Shapiro's dog for four years on the daytime soap General Hospital. Interesting. Oh, it's a male. It is a male. What? Why do they do that? Why would they have a male dog play a female role?
1: Um, Uh. Do people... (laughs) Does it matter?
0: No, but it does explain why he would chew Jordy's shoes. I don't know many men who like Jordy the Forge. Okay, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead. So, anyway, yes, that's my initial thoughts. The dog needs to win some kind of award for his performance in this episode. How about you, James?
1: So you want me to come up with a positive,
0: or...? Oh, you mean you have a negative, too?
1: Okay, so, um... Okay, so in the real world, because it sounded when we had our discussion earlier, Lou, you hadn't quite post, got around to posting Ship in the Bottle yet. I know. I uh, cannot believe that. So this actually might appear to be like only you know, recently recorded next to a Ship in the Bottle, which is not true. There Doesn't is a I long not. gap between them. And during that time, I have been on a holiday, and I have spent a whole month in Japan, and then I have come back. I have had, got a new job. And I have spent around two and a half months in that aforementioned new job. So it's been a bit of a gap here. Um, wow. And as a result, I don't think I've seen Next Gen since like July. And, and now it's November. So yeah. isn't Next Gen great? It was. This episode is terrible, though.
0: It's this is, no, I could see why this, this, series ended when it did because some of the I told you I told you going into this series that some of these later series ones were were terrible.
1: Yes. No but, it's, but no, this 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 is a this is a bit of a this sticks out, right? This isn't a, this isn't part of a decline. This is just a terrible episode. And in particular, I think it's a terrible episode because A it's geordie focused and B it's Geordie romance focused. And see, oh. you never guess who did it.
0: Yeah, really. There's a yeah. There are some unanswered questions. <laughs> you definitely are right there. And, you know, and I'm perfectly fine discussing the dog's role. If that's all we're going to focus on is the dog, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean. The dog was hidden, the dog came out, the dog went on the ship, the dog chewed Jordy's shoes, the dog kept getting in the way, and then the dog tried to kill Jordy. So, hey, I'm all good with everything the dog dog did.
1: It's the people that I have problems with. Anyway. In particular, I think, you know, the titular character, um, I'm not a fan of how this person was written. And, you know, there's... It's just so creepy, because it, it starts off as a bit of a mystery, and they try to do the crime scene, and then it turns into another bit of a mystery when you know she comes back. And then it really oddly gear shifts into a, uh, oh, Geordie, you must know me better than anyone. Let me touch your face. And it's right. like, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> and, and then immediately, <gasps> it shifts back into a, ooh, this person might be an alien. And they've got, oh, gone, <laughs> I say this person might be an alien. There were two aliens that were accused of also being an alien. So uh, I'm not entirely sure why that's huge news. <laughs> but, uh, but there's a bit of tension before actually in the end, who? I was wrong. It was the dog all along.
0: It was the dog all along. Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: No one saw the dog coming. So that's why I say the dog did a dang good job. Why would Geordie why would end up with the dog? Well, why would he go to the crime scene and take the dog with him, and then he ends up living with the dog. I mean, it, I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, was it well, just like bad luck? He he was the first person to, uh, to find the dog. So you know, find his keepers. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, do they have like a shelter on the
0: ship for dogs? Yeah, he probably just he liked him. He took a liking to him. So he just decided to keep him because there was nobody on the station to just take possession of him. So obviously the Enterprise did the humane thing and took the dog with them. But as far as where is he going to go on the ship, I could see where him and Jordy clicked real quick. Give it to him. Do you think they would have put the dog down?
1: <laughs> he not turned out to be
0: an alien. I ser- well, no, I, I seriously doubt that. I don't think there's such a thing in the 24th century. It's euth- euthanizing a dog that's in that's in good shape or something. Now, had it gotten run over by a starship, maybe. But uh, just because nobody wanted to adopt it, I doubt that they would have done that. They, think about it. They could. What's the reason for euthanizing a dog? Well, you don't want overpopulation, right? And if nobody's going to adopt this dog. Then it's going to be a drain on your resources. Well, if you're in unlimited resources and can replicate anything you want to, including the, even the flea protection and food, although there's no fleas on the Enterprise, but still, well, there probably is now that that dog came on board. Um, except for maybe Geordie's fleas. Who knows? So, no, I don't, see, I don't see euthanizing a dog ever in the 24th century just keep him away from Worf. and there's a reason why I'm only talking
1: are you on yeah no i am oh, on okay. so okay. it just also reminds me of the bit when uh, <laughs> there is a scene in this episode where and it just it, it looks it looks like it's badly written and Worf's walking around the station and he's going hmm i am picking up klingon dna <laughs> and then he says but only from one Klingon. And you think, whoa, you've, you've suddenly found the culprit there, haven't you, genius? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Only one. Only one. Hmm. Handsome fellow, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He's not picking himself up at all. What's the deal with the Klingon bully? He just he comes around. He, he gives us crap and, and he leaves. I mean, that's what it came out to. I even called him here Klingon Bully. <laughs> Does that make any sense at all? Maybe I should ask Brian Deddemore.
1: You know, what's he doing with a Klingon un- Bully? Yeah, I, I can understand that Klingons would, of you know, walk by and posture a bit. Up, you know, I, I can see that. You know, it, it sounds like what Klingons would do, right?
0: No. Klingons are more like, you know, just kill you instead of beating you up for no reason for your lunch money. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but it's it's the perversion, right? It's the perversion of, uh, you know, it, you, you, you you grow up, you hear the stories of the warriors, you then grow up in a time of peace. And all you do is you, it, it, it's a bit like people that grow, grow up with, you know, the stories of World War Two. they glorify it. And then they realize that the only job they can get is... Know, security guard at a mall, and, and, and they show it. They show that they don't uh, you know, take their power a little bit too seriously.
0: And all you guys listening to us right now on your job at the mall, I don't think he meant it that way. You know, oh. hey, it's a good job. I did essentially
1: what could be called a security guard at the mall. No, hang on. Is that, but... The only question you have to ask yourself if, if, if people think, Am I talking about me? is that, Are you a little Hitler? If you are, I'm talking about you. Yes, you know, it, it doesn't matter yes. about which job you have. You and got that right. Kind of, any kind of abuse of, you know, the, you know, either significant or minor power you're given, is really what I'm referring to here. Definitely.
0: Okay, so anyway, um, let's see. We're at a communications array number forty-seven, <laughs> uh, and it would appear that no one is home. Not only that, they left the radio playing. Well, you know the communications thing, because there's a lot of noise coming from a loose panel. Or actually, it's pooch.
1: Pooch. Look. So, why would the why would the why would the uh, communications things be playing?
0: Oh, that's all the well. It's a communications array. They're supposed to receive
1: and send out. So that's well, well, you, a question. You, you there, think they receive and they send it out in like audio form. I mean. Communication race these days aren't going to be picking up sound waves and then sending sound waves on, right? It's all going to be digitized.
0: Yeah, what is their job exactly? Is it to listen to these things and send them to the right place? Or just in case the communications array breaks down?
1: I mean, honestly, I don't think they really have a job. (laughs) I think it's a little bit of a, you know, what kind of job could possibly require two people to be sitting there and that you couldn't do it remotely? Yeah, I, mean, it, it's like it's, it, I think it sounds like the equivalent of you physically living inside a server because you, know, you need someone to go maybe when the communication array goes down they need someone to go and kick it and press the reboot button maybe that's uh, it
0: yeah, that could be I mean there's probably going to be times that you have to do maintenance on it and if you have only one person that person would never get any time off so you don't just want one person, I and mean, what if they get sick or die or something, and then all of a sudden the communications array is useless. but but you know actually, you said since you you work in it do you work in a data center at all? No, okay, I was going to say, because I like data centers or data centers, or whatever you want to call it. You know why? Because they're nice and cool, they're always cool. Plus, they got the, oh, the the fans blowing, the computers running.
1: And then... I mean, you got... we don't really have a problem keeping things cool in this country. No, nah. so, no. Nah. I mean, at, the, at this precise moment, tomorrow is going to be 7 degrees Celsius, which is not particularly hot. don't know no. what that is in Fahrenheit. No, it isn't.
0: And, and then the data center tiles... There are two-by-two tiles, and there are some that have the holes in it, you know, so the air can come from the floor and keep everything cool. So, I could actually get a blanket, lay down on one of those tiles, and go to sleep. Nice and cool. I get the constant roaring, the breeze, the white noise. I could sleep in a data center so easily. Easily. But... But anyway, okay, so... As I said, they they do hear a noise coming from inside a loose panel. And it turns out to be pooch. And now how likely is that, really? It, it's unlikely, because as soon as they beamed aboard, the dog would have started
1: barking. Yeah, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking that how adapted to 24th century life must dogs be not to completely freak out when someone beams aboard? Yeah, I would think so. Completely, yeah. How did he even get in there to begin with? Although, okay, although it's technically not a dog, right? So, you know, no. who, who knows? It's a dog. He just happened to
0: be possessed by the
1: being. So I never quite got this. So does that mean that is the dog or is the thing that looks like a dog and goes after Geordi? Um, is he aware? Does he believe he's a dog? Is it one of the cases that you don't know who you are? You know something. That's a good point. So
0: once, once he would have, he would take over Jordy. Does Jordy die, and then then the replica becomes Jordy? Huh. I can can only assume (laughs) they haven't thought this through. (laughs) Well, I know. Yeah, that's what I say. And then they say he has to do it every
1: few days to a couple weeks. (laughs) well, I mean. I mean, so Crush is just reaching, right? She's uh, she's, she's plucking stuff out of her backside. And hmm. it, there's, you know, the idea, right? It's it's like, you know, oh, well, microbes, you know, they have lunch three times a week. But a human? Mm. <sighs> it, it, it made no sense. It was a complete non sequitur. Um, there's no way that she could have extrapolated up from what she knew towards reckoning that the bigger Beans would need it every couple of days. It, All right.
0: You know, it doesn't make a lot of this doesn't make any sense. And they they, they just, they had to end the story and it's, it's 40 some minutes or else they I mean, were getting they,
1: nowhere. They were contradicting themselves because they also mentioned that, um, you know, the ensign, the, or is it the lieutenant, right? The, uh, you know, the guy, there was a real nasty piece of work. There was being rude to our favorite character of the week. Um, uh-huh. He came from this like really weird sector, far far away, and he might have been, you know, he might have been replaced. Well, how yeah. long was he in transit for? Because if he was in transit for more than a couple of days, he would have had to try to find another victim. Right. How long were they on the station together? Yeah, they they were on there for over a week, right? I so think so. It, it shouldn't be. It. It, it huh. shouldn't be a couple of days at all. It should be at least a week plus whatever it took. For that guy to get there.
0: Yeah, you would think. So doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, anyway, so Jordy keeps calling him pooch. And uh, is that a word you guys use at all? Pooch?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, not personally. Okay. But we are aware that uh, that is a potential word. Yeah. Doggy. Doggo. Go Doggo? <laughs> That's more Australian.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. Doggo. So, I mean, I we call ours pup. You know, I get, We get three puppies who are not puppies, but they're still puppies. So I wouldn't have pegged Jordy as an animal guy, but actually, you know what it makes sense? S- women won't snuggle up to him. What, what's left? I could see uh, Jordy being a dog guy because he's got to
1: have somebody who loves him for him. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, dogs always look up to you, no matter how, no matter how bad a person you are. So Geordie is absolutely a dog guy. Okay.
0: So Dr. Crusher finds cellular residue, cellular residue. And doesn't she pretty much identify it as
1: Aquiel? Yeah, but she's not a very good doctor.
0: (laughs) She can't be because it's not actually Aquiel, is it?
1: No, no. Um, in fact, it's not even human. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so sh- shows what she knows. I mean, I would have thought that. Okay. So, are there any are there, are there any cameras on this place? It, it didn't look like there were any cameras. You have the logs that were being you know, filmed and available, but there was no like security footage. And uh, you would have thought, you, you know, in the event of a huge explosion going off or a large you know, disruptor beam, or someone boarding the station, there surely should be some security measures. You would think. Yep. But maybe this wasn't important enough, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And, and if it's not important enough, then who cares about the entire who thing? Who cares? Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll go on without it. It doesn't matter. So all the blood traces come back to the same person, Lieutenant akhriel Unare, who also missing is another lieutenant named Rocha. And the shuttlecraft is missing also, so these are the remains of Aquiel Unara or Nari. Then obviously Rocha is on a shuttle somewhere.
1: Fascinating. Well, I think it was it Wolf that said, "Oh, I wonder whether or not he, you know, he left before or after she was killed." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it me, or is, did that sound a bit too much like uh, you know, all the, there's a person in the middle of the road, and the and the car that was parked nearby is gone. I wonder whether he ran him over, or this guy just happened to start lying down after the car <laughs> bolted. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the options here were.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm not sure that this is up to Star Trek snuff here. But Jordy's checking the station logs, uh, but he he has to fix them. Has to fix him. So we're going to work on those station logs. But in the meantime, what was the deal with the 24th century dog bone? When that dog bit into the bone, it almost sounded like glass.
1: Good, healthy glass. Gr- healthy
0: yeah. I mean, obviously, maybe he could never chew it through it in, in a million years. Who knows? But why do they have to? I mean, couldn't they just give a milk bone? Some kind of bone to the dog and instead of this plastic or glassware bone. Futuristic colored bone.
1: Does everything have to have this futuristic look to it? Yeah, I always I do like when they have futuristic things mm-hmm. like you know, the futuristic pillows and the futuristic covers in the bed and <laughs> the futuristic uh it, it, it'll be the most ludicrous thing that doesn't need to be reinvented in any way, shape or form. And mm-hmm. it'll be Oh no! It's the, it's the futuristic one. It's it's oh. it's, it's like the uh, you know the, the salt and peppers from the original series that they made, and <laughs> they were like you know super duper and futuristic, and they thought well no one's going to notice what they are, and they ended up being the uh, the thing that McCoy uses in order to diagnose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So anyway. He does get some logs to work, uh, but he ends up getting into her personal logs, which I didn't know he could do.
1: For some reason, the only logs he managed to get and find, the only ones he could find, were his. Uh, were this woman talking about her private life? Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost as if George is a bit of a pervert. Uh, well, yeah, we know he
0: is, but uh, yeah, but basically, this is. I think this is where the nightmare of this episode begins because. You know she's having bad dreams. well, because she's having bad
1: dreams, we all have to suffer too. But then, what's so, this the, about? The question I have about Geordie is so why does Geordie sit down? Okay, first of all, why is Geordie doing this rather than data? Yeah. I mean, is data busy? Is he Is he tired? I, what's he up to? The next thing is that if if you need someone to process a lot of data, a lot of you know information, like a couple of weeks' worth of recordings. Give it to data. Data can summarize it. Oh, yeah, very quickly. If if data is designed for anything, okay, if there's anything he's designed for, and it's not about learning about what it means to be human, it's about processing information. So get him to do it. Right. And then uh... when when she turns up and she's alive, he'll say, oh, well, do, do do you mind forgetting all my personal stuff that I spoke to my sister about? And they'll go, sure, click. Instead of, you know, Geordi sitting there being all creepy. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Oh, yeah. And and not only that, he's listening to her logs, but he's got to have a face that goes with these logs, too. It's almost like he spends too much time trying to get the visual to work instead of just listening to them.
1: Hmm. Yep, you're right. It's like a... (laughs) He's. I'm. I'm gonna have to process these logs. Oh, we've got the audio now. No, no, let's keep going. We need video, right? We need. You know another thing. um,
0: Deep Space Nine. This reminds me of Deep Space Nine, when they're talking to this woman while they're trying to race to to rescue her. Yep, sound of her voice. Sound yes,
1: the voice? that right. the sound
0: of her voice. And the only thing they didn't do was try to get computer information on her to find out that she's been missing for 22 years or something. Yep. So, uh, you know, obviously that might have solved some of that, but then again we wouldn't have had the uh, episode we had. So, (sighs) Jordy listening to the personal logs of this girl was creepy enough. What about the sound of her voice? The fact that, you know... They were, they were actually in constant communication with her. Does that improve the episode quality? So, what? So people Well, basically, we're, he's listening to her personal logs. He's not yeah. talking to her. Okay. To me, that kind of seemed creepy. Yes. But compare it with the Deep Space Nine episode, the fact that they were actually talking to her physically, uh-huh. and somebody kept talking to her around the clock for some reason did that make it a better story? Do you think that DS9 story is better than this one? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's better by orders of magnitude. It's yeah. Better. Much better. It is. But do you think it's because they were continually
1: talking to her? Yeah. But the thing about the, uh, that episode is that, and it's been a while maybe, and you know, I don't have everything at my fingertips, but yeah, you know, I, I remember this being a real kind of race against time. I, I, I actually fell yeah. into the storyline that you actually had to get there now, what they were using they were using this particular individual as a device for ev- everyone to get their problems or get their uh, things off their sh- you know off, off their oh, chest yeah. Yeah. and and I thought it was from a characterization perspective was very good you know you got to learn about um you know people's struggles and the things that they shared in this episode we only we don't learn <laughs> okay. So off the top of my head, I think the good thing about Sound of Her Voice is that we learnt a lot about the characters that we know through this device that was constructed in a way that, in, that fooled me, at least. And the reveal was, you know, you know a, a quite shocking reveal. In this episode, we don't learn anything about Geordie, other than he's a bit of a creep. We're, we're learning about a character we don't know and don't care about. And when she then gets dropped into the episode... She's not really dropped into the episode in a um, in a particularly flattering sense, right? Very quickly, she's uh, she's accused of murdering this guy. Um, you know, Geordie uses a horrendous chat up line, which is that, oh, you know, you know did did you kill him? Yes. Well, is, you know, are you asking me as a friend or as a murder investigation? And he goes, well, maybe both. Oh, what a great way to react! I mean, how would you? You'd run for the hill if. If someone was asking you as part of a murder investigation. So, All right. it, it, you know, I don't think this episode works because I don't think at the end of the day the Aquiel character uh, we are invested in. Hmm.
0: No, no, I think you're right there. Okay. Yeah, so Jordy gets his first look at Aquiel, and guess what? He's in love. What do you think of her makeup job? You know, little holes in her head that actually show her real forehead underneath the holes.
1: Um, well, not much. <laughs> if that's a uh, if that's not too dismissive.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. That's fine because I, I, it, it doesn't. It wasn't a very good uh, makeup job for an alien. But is she an alien? Is she like part human? All alien? What? I don't know if they said that.
1: Well, they mentioned that she was alien, right? I didn't think she had a connection with, with, with Earth. Unless I missed it. Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay.
0: Okay, so we already talked about the neighborhood Klingon bullies causing trouble for the station. Okay. I was absolutely. There's one thing I did like about this episode. It was Picard talking to the Klingon governor. I thought that was, uh, that just bordered hilarious because of the fact of, uh, you know, he's just reporting what what they found and, are you accusing us? Oh, oh, you know something? We're sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to accuse. Yeah, everything's good. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about anything. I'll just, I'll just give Gowron a call. What? Yeah, yeah, I. I Yeah, him and I go way back, you know. (laughs) I'm the reason he's the chancellor. (laughs) Well, I'll just give him a call. Don't worry about it. Oh, and I'll mention your name when I call him, too, because if he was to do that, that guy's as good as dead, isn't he?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I mean, this was a little bit too close to can I speak to your manager? Yeah. (laughs) Territory (laughs) Uh, when you're on the phone to someone. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a little bit easy for, a little bit easy for Picard to to play this guy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, but this was really all that Picard did in the episode, right? This and then he met up with him a little bit later on. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, so, oh man, it's almost like not only speaking to your manager, it's like, you know, hey, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll give uh, President Trump a call. You don't worry now, you hear? <laughs> right. That's never going to happen. President Trump. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, um, which is, you know, I'll tell you, having President Trump isn't as bad as the Queen of England, because in four years we can vote him
1: out. What do you guys do with her? Hang <laughs> on. You guys are voting next year.
0: Yeah. That's what I say. In four years. We, well, no, I mean, if you don't like your president in four years, you get to vote him out. But... Well,
1: we, I don't know if this news has made itself uh, known across the pond, but we have another election coming. So in what? about four weeks' time, five weeks' time, something like that, it's election time again. What are you it's, electing? We are electing a new prime minister and oh. parliament. So this is... so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's really quite funny if you think about it for any length of time. Um, so we generally have we used to have elections every 4 years that's generally how it used to work but then they changed the rules and they decided that they would have them every 5 years ah. now since we've had the last elect, the you know the last proper election you know uh, scheduled election maybe we should call it mm-hmm. um that was in 2015 mm-hmm. and that was scheduled to run until 2020 uh but they didn't quite finish so in 2017 uh they collapsed the government and they went back for another election, um, which was generally considered, uh, and I think it's not really partisan to say, uh, the most horrendous mistake anyone has ever made in the the political sense uh, in recent history, because it it wiped out any ability of the government to do anything. So for the last, since 2017, uh, we've really not had a government, uh, or at least we've not had a government that's been able to pass any any legislation which is uh. i suppose if it's going to sit there and and clip your check then that's fine but if you want to do anything it, it's, it's basically been paralyzed so they've now decided that um that we're going to go again and so in you know in on the 12th of december we go again to elect another parliament hmm. which i predict <laughs> is not going to solve any of the problems that we have but there we are hmm. that's that might, uh, maybe I'm wrong.
0: Yeah,
1: eh, who knows?
0: We'll see. Okay, so anyway, let's go back to the governor. Uh, when he hears all this talk about Gowron, I go, "No way! I'll do it." You need not bother Gowron. That's nice, nice. But what is the deal when they come aboard the ship? He's a, he's still a jackass, <laughs> you know. I, if I was Picard, I'd I'd say, "Yeah." Uh, I think maybe I'll give Gawron a call after all. I don't think this is going too well. Or leave a comment card or something. But, uh... Okay, so anyway, let's go back to Jordy and, and Aquiel's personal logs. Listening to them is one thing. But doing so in his quarters, laying on his bed, drinking a sh- glass of sherry, and petting the pooch at the same time. Sorry, is that a
1: euphemism, Luke? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he he doesn't he doesn't uh, pet the pooch on uh, on camera. He does that in his was, you know when he is alone or on the holodeck. But in this case, uh, he called him pooch, so I call him pooch too. So, sitting there listening to her talk while drinking a glass of I, I just called it sherry. I don't know what it is and petting the dog ah oh, seems a little bit weird there, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, at least it's, it's not professional, right? No. So one would expect that if this does happen, and even if it is a case of we thought you were dead, it would be handled in a sensitive way without it being in his quarters. Uh, you know, at, at very least. Yeah.
0: Should be doing it in his office or something. Maybe pet's some a pooch in his office too, I'm sure.
1: Well, okay, we gotta, so th- a cabinet minister resign over that. <laughs> pet the pooch? in the office. Yeah. Ah. All right. Well, yeah. one, of, one of my favorite scandals over the last 12 months or so. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we are, we almost had a president that got uh, you know, booted out of office because he was letting uh, some some ladies pet the pooch instead, you know. You know who I'm talking about, right? I do. I do. I'm, what I what a whack. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Hillary wasn't there. What was I going to do? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's my best Clinton voice, if you didn't know who I was talking about, guys. So the Klingons have somebody in custody, and it turns out she lives. Aquia lives, and Jordy says, oh, I wonder if she's got a
1: boyfriend. So at this point, <laughs> I kind of thought it was the... Because I, I I had forgotten what was it ended up happening, but when they, they said, "I'm going to prove to you that we didn't kill her," here she is. Uh, my mind just went, "Oh, so you kidnapped her instead?" You kidnapped her instead. Yeah. So it's it's like just officer, officer. I I didn't kill this person in the street. I merely mugged him afterwards. It's, it's still not a good thing to admit, right? No, no.
0: You know, they didn't ask that question. Why is she in your custody? Okay. (laughs) Anyway. So, Worf calls the Klingon governor a Lobivos. I don't know what Lobivos means. Does it mean sexy beast? Probably not. (laughs) No, I guess not. No. (laughs) And the dog's name is Mora. As we figured that out. Yeah. Mora. So he, Jordy and Aquiel, obviously, you know, wasn't the right time to interrogate her or debrief her. Instead, they go on their first date to ten forward.
1: Yeah, they, kind of, they do explain it by saying that uh, this person's been alone for too long and, you know, is not suffering any trauma in any sense of the word and really, really wants to go out and go and have a party. So please take me out. But I don't buy it. <laughs> no. You know what it really was? Gone? Jordy's chance
0: to show her off. Yeah, that's right, bitches. See what you missed out on? Uh, she's with me. See? All those girls that Jordy's hit on in the ship? They all said no, no, no. Even Chrissy, Christy. Although they do date for a while. But, yep, she's with me guys. <laughs> That's why he went to such a uh, public place.
1: Somebody proved me wrong. <laughs> but a bit odd, mm. and, and yeah, this is this is the part where it's just very clear that uh, um when she finds out that he's actually been a uh, you know snooping on her, yeah, she turns so quickly. Oh, yeah, it's like, uh, what you did that? Well, that's not appropriate yeah Do you that's think, not right. seems I'm complicated.
0: I mean <laughs> my goodness me yeah but you have to understand we thought you were murdered <laughs> okay I mean, maybe they could have he could have done a search you know instead of listening to all her innermost thoughts did some kind of search. give me uh things that say murder um hatred or I want to kill him or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So Riker looks into their histories, into their personnel files. And uh for both Aquiel and her and Rocha, her boss. And the clear the record clearly states that Rocha walked on water. He was the perfect model officer. And uh Aquiel, uh eh, no. Not so much. She's had some troubles in her past yeah okay, so she killed him. That's what they they're trying to gun at is obviously she killed him. I mean, because even they find that Geordie hits her with information that she lied on well i I didn't want to say anything because oh, yeah, yeah, okay, here we go. So that's what they're trying to get in her mind that she had to have murdered him. That's his remains, and then she left on the shuttle, yep. Which is actually true, isn't it? She left on the shuttle, but where did Rocha go? That must be his remains, obviously. The DNA shows it was Aquiel's, but hey, it has to be Rocha's now. Good job, Doctor. (laughs) Give that woman another promotion. Send her back to Starfleet Academy. Oh, no. Starfleet Medical, I'm sorry. No, I was right. Send her back to the Academy.
1: At any point, did you actually think that she was the one that did it?
0: The first time around yeah it's oh, possible really? because she's lying she was hiding she, she took a shuttle she's lying Rocha's missing probably dead and she's like I don't remember <laughs> that that's generally yeah she's trying to hide something yeah that's what it felt like
1: mm.
0: yeah the, the I don't remember thing that's a very mighty
1: convenient defense I don't remember. Yeah, but it, it's so convenient and it's so cliched, right? That, well, um, Of course, yeah. That, that you almost expect it to be a diversion. You, you expect it to be mentioned so that you start thinking, ah, it's this person. But then you know that they know you're going to think that, so you go, perhaps it's not. So it's the double swerve. Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's see here. Jordy walks her to her quarters, and, you know, she's giving off signs that she's kind of into him. Do you think? Yeah, okay. Do you think they actually had sex?
1: No, I I did not think, no.
0: (laughs) I kind of thought they did, the way she was still laying on his bed. It was almost like the next morning type of thing. It, it did. I mean, they didn't come out and say, "Oh, you were great last night." Too bad you murdered a guy. But <laughs> it seemed like it. So, but anyway, Jordy looks like Jordy became her lawyer. He was trying to lawyer up for her. So, you know, so Riker backs him up a bit. I like what he was saying. You know, be careful, Jordy. There's, there's got to be more to this story than what she's saying. And he's just going to prove him wrong. So, I mean,
1: Riker kind of just wants Geordi to, you know, slow down a bit because, you know, Riker's not had a head start. He he wants, he wants in there first, right? He wants it first. Yes. That makes sense. So they
0: finally, they get commander Morag is the Klingon bully, but he doesn't know anything. He didn't do anything wrong. But you just accuse me. Oh, actually, it turned out he did steal 27 classified messages, which he just denied a few seconds ago.
1: <laughs> I didn't like that. It's like, uh, so we noticed that, you know, someone had gone in and looked at these messages. What a disgraceful suggestion. How could you do that? Was it you? Yes. yes it was. <laughs> why would you blame me <laughs> i know uh, we don't know it's such You're... a quick turnaround i mean if, if klingons are supposed to have any kind of honor wouldn't this guy have a uh, you know wouldn't he had had a bit of shame here
0: i mean dude i don't think any of the klingons have any honor i have not seen an honorable even Worf gives you know puts honor aside when he needs to I don't see honor in any Klingon at all. Well, except for maybe uh, Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he hasn't had a chance yet. But, uh, okay. So, 27 classified messages, which we don't know what they were. They never discussed that again after that. What was the messages that he stole? I would have liked to have known what they were.
1: Well, they—it's—I it, think it's—they just want to make it sound as if this guy's got information and he's—he's he's a potential suspect, right? Uh, but I—I I don't think they do. I, I don't think they do a good enough job putting any backstory behind this "quote unquote" bully. So it gets to the point where you think, again, you think it's—it's it's such a one-dimensional. Actually, let me just make this statement. You know, had it not been the dog, and had it been either her or the Klingon. It would have been a real flat episode, I mean, a flatteur episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I can't see where you know where do you go without it being so pedestrian and one dimensional. Uh, you know, if if the idea before they had the Eureka moment was that the Klingon did it, well, they don't really have a very good backstory for this guy. They don't really have anything that's making me question or think that this is anything other than a uh, you know a lazy setup. And and the same thing with Acquia. I mean, I have to say that the, the one thing I did like is that the scene where uh, uh, where she and Geordie, you know, Geordie without the visor, and that kind of rubbing whatever they needed to rub up together with, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's relatively nicely cut as the tension builds, and you start thinking, oh, maybe she's the alien. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, you know, had it turned out to be her, it would have been such a kind such a letdown. Yeah. yeah. it would have. So. And then we find
0: out that Aquiel deleted some of Rocha's files. You know, not all of them. Just the ones that would show motive for murder. That's all. Again, that's that you asked me, did I think maybe she did it? Yeah, that's just another piece of this puzzle showing that she's guilty as hell. And she did, you know, all she had was, "I didn't do it. or I don't remember doing it, but I didn't do. I couldn't have done that. You deleted files. Well, yeah, because I didn't want you to think I did it.
1: Um, so then what? Why did you cover it up? you yes. would have thought I did it. Yes, yes. I needed to
0: I needed to delete things because I didn't do it. But it looks like I did. so I did I had to get rid of the evidence. That shouldn't be against me, but is. Okay. So Dr. Crusher is still trying to figure out what this DNA goo is, when all of a sudden it reaches out and touches her hand and then makes an exact duplicate of her hand. Is this a changeling, or what exactly was that about?
1: See, I'm not convinced that uh, this is how it should work well this doesn't make sense to me Um, you know just because you copy someone's DNA doesn't mean you copy their fingernails and stuff so I just didn't quite get the mechanism under which this thing would clone someone and produce you know a spare hand (laughs) spare hand for for crush if she ever needs one (laughs) what do you think she did with with that spare hand kept in her back pocket just in case she uh, accidentally lost hers could have, yeah. Maybe. Or maybe, yeah, maybe she touched other things and
0: it made more parts of her. And she's got spare parts forever. Who knows? Okay, so we're back to Jordy and his quarters. And I still believe they had sex, but anyway. She has a way that they can be more intimate. To create a stronger emotional link. And she wants to do him. She wants to
1: <laughs> do him. She wants to do this with him. Yeah, so she mentioned it. Um, I don't even remember The Wounded, but you know the good old Kardashian drink of Kana? Kana they, used to, yeah. they used to refer to it as and Kana. And she's saying that, hey, I've got some canar here. It will help us become more intimate. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I bet a few of O'Brien's friends got a bit more intimate after some canar. After some canar,
0: And he goes along with it. So this girl is a prime suspect in a murder. Mm-hmm. And Wait, she wants you, to create a stronger emotional link with him. You, you take what you're given, right, Luke? Uh, yeah, I guess maybe he, he wasn't thinking with his correct visor. Yeah, he was thinking with the wrong visor. He might have visors on other parts of him, too. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but still, it you sounds like a to, terrible Jordy, idea. So, with Jordy, right,
1: there's no yeah. reason why his visor is where it is. He could just have, like, a. Instead of a visor around his eyes, because he's blind, the mm-hmm. visor is just a sensor to pick up optical signals and you know the the, the rest of the uh, you know EM spectrum. So yeah. he, he could he could wear a hat and have like a satellite dish. There's <laughs> no reason why he has to have a across his eyes.
0: That's true, because it does give him headaches, if I remember.
1: Well, that's okay. So there is a need for him to have a connection to the part of the brain. That processes the signal, yeah. So he needs to get it into the, you know, he needs to get it into the right hole of the brain. But they could have designed Geordie so that instead of a visor, he just had a hat with a, <laughs> a hat with a screen on. Yeah, uh, I actually think that would have been better. I'm uh, now I've realised that I'm that I've really sorted this out.
0: Or how about some uh, funky sunglasses? He could be wearing sunglasses all day. He could. I'm sure uh, LeVar Burton would have liked that rather than having this thing in front of his eyes. But uh, Okay, so so they're about to have an emotional link connected. But first, you have to take off your visor. That way you don't see what's coming. <laughs> That's what I got. I thought she was going to do something to him. Well, she was going to do something to him. What? Because it got, it, it, it got interrupted. So now we know she's not really a murderer. Well, they don't know that because they take her into custody.
1: Well, I'm I, I, well, just getting down to Nookie, though, right? That's thats what it was.
0: What? black and Nookie?
1: Nuki, Nookie. Oh, well,
0: so that's what it was? He, she was trying to come on to him with this thing? Well, what, what, else do you, what else do you want? I don't have a clue what it was about. I thought she this is what happened to Rocha, maybe. I Mm-mm. thought she was guilty as hell. Mm, I don't know, but anyway, so the the object that touched Dr. Crusher is some kind of mumble jumble techie wecky type of thing, and it has to change bodies every few days or a couple of weeks. Oh no, we gotta save Geordie.
1: <laughs> Can you at But I <laughs> change change bodies once every couple of days or weeks. Or whatever. (laughs) I Just reach in there.
0: Let's see how far it can go. Yep. But, you know, he couldn't get... He tried to get uh, Aquiel, but she resisted and fought him off and ran away. And then she couldn't take her dog with her, so he turned on the dog. That bastard. Bastard. I like dogs. You don't mess with dogs. (sighs) So anyway... So Riker jumps in and stops her from possessing Jordy's mind or something like that. We don't really know what it was that they were going to do. And he takes her away. And while they're gone, the dog says, "Mm, let's go after Jordy." And he's basically 24th century equivalent of humping Jordy,
1: trying to do something to him. Did you notice how... uh it's a bit of a weird one, this, because, you know, he gets left by himself. The episode yeah. kind of is about to wrap up. Yeah. And then it's a bit of a, oh, we now actually have to solve the problem. Well, <laughs> Geordie, uh, you know, the dog's going to attack you now. And so, yeah. oh, you know, the way it's cut, right? It just goes straight from a, what you think is a relatively clean ending to, and now the dog's after you with the worst CG you've ever seen. Oh, God.
0: It just sat there while Jordy did a jig on the ground. I mean, did you see that fancy footwork? Trying to get to his phaser. I called it Jordy does a jig on the ground. It gets to a phaser to destroy it. Okay. Here's the thing I got a question about why did, why did they believe Jordy? I mean, I killed the dog because it turned into a big blob that was coming after me. We don't know that it was coming after you. It was just turned
1: into a blob, right? So he suggested that Jordy that had back a... <laughs> he had an incident with the dog that left him really ashamed and, and scared, so he killed the thing. Yeah, right. He came on to
0: the dog. And he realized that uh, it was wrong of him to do that, so he had to get rid of the evidence.
1: He was worried the dog would talk.
0: The dog was going to talk. Yes, exactly right. Because we we can only assume 24th century dogs only bark. We don't know. You know, scientists are trying to figure out what a dog's thinking today. You don't think by the 24th century they could have already figured
1: it out? Have have you seen this? I don't know what the cartoon is, but there is a cartoon sketch. Uh, By cartoon, I mean like a comic strip. Cartoon yeah. that has a that has you know man finally invents a dog translation you uh, know machine and the guy's walking outside and, and there are a whole lot of dogs you know woofing at him and going, woof 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 <laughs> and then he puts on his little translation unit and then instead of going woof 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 it translates it into English which is hey 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: It didn't say anything more than just hey. Hey,
1: hey, That's hey, a, just hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That'd drive me crazy. All
0: right. So he destroyed it. And then they determined that in the end, whatever Rocha was, he turned to the dog, poor Pooch. Uh, there we go. So Jordy tries to offer her a job. You know, I hey, I know people who could get you a job right here. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'll get back here, but I want to do it on my own. Oh, really? You know somebody? Let's go talk to him right now. I want to be on the flagship. Except for what's it going to be like when it doesn't work out with Jordy? Because you know it's not going to work out with Jordy. So what happens when the, the relationship doesn't work out? Does she leave the ship or does he... We already dealt with Picard, right?
1: Yeah, I mean Picard did uh <laughs> she he, he it hasn't happened yet, right? It comes later. Um but I I don't know, I think that I think as soon as this person would have joined the crew, she would have um traded Geor Geordie upwards, I would have thought. She's not hanging around with Geordie.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. um hold on. It's going to be... It hasn't come. Oh, lessons! That's right. That doesn't come up till later. For some reason, I thought we had already passed it. Okay. You're right. Never mind what I said. Because, uh, you know, we don't want to get ahead. Yeah, we got Karen McDuff coming on for that one. Okay. I do believe that's
1: it. Uh... Did I miss anything? No. I mean, there wasn't really much happening. I mean, did we, yeah. see, did we see Data? Did we see Troy in this episode? I don't think so. I mean, again, so Data, the kind of guy you want to do a lot of this analysis and to go through the you know, information exchange. Troy, the kind of person you want around when someone that has been you know, in, in trying to recover memories, uh, has been through a traumatic experience. You have to understand whether or not they're lying or not. Yeah, good person to have around. I mean uh, <laughs> that's yeah. everyone's taken
0: stupid pills. Absolutely. So what could what could Data have been doing during this time frame? Maybe he's on vacation on
1: Okay, so that's it. He and Troy are in Riser. Rise. We down to Riser together. Okay. Let's say, let's say Data
0: wanted to have a good time with the, somebody. Do you think he would just hook up to a computer and, you know, access its hard drive and have fun? And if that's the case, if that's what Data the Android does for sex, let's say he hooks himself up to a, a bank of computers. Would you call that an orgy?
1: Um, yes. Yes, I would.
0: You would. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you're worried about being corrupted by something else when you've got me to corrupt you? Yeah. Okay. I am just wondering. Okay, so I think it's time for our final thoughts and ratings on this episode on a scale of 1 to 5. With 1 being the worst and 5 being nowhere in the same quadrant as this episode. Uh... I didn't even give this a, a rating when I watched it or wrote notes down because I didn't know what to do on it. I, honestly, I still don't know what to give this. Um, what happened is, you know, it's too many questions. What happened to the 27 communications that the, the Klingon stole? What were they? What did they contain? Anything about Federation secrets? Uh, what happened to the dog in real life? Did the dog, did the Rocha kill the dog and take his form what happened to rocha is he i mean does does the dog still live with rocha taking him over and then what's going to happen to jordy when this dog uh melds with him does jordy die and then create a new jordy it's there's too many things they they don't answer um if Rocha was some kind of alien that has to change bodies every few days, you know, what happened to the real bodies? And why would they put two people in deep space? Why would he ever want to go onto to a deep space communications array alone with only one person and a dog? That'd give him a by what? Six weeks, maybe? Tops? Until he has to go off to something else? That she can't remember what happened. Why can't she remember what happened? To me, I thought that was all a lie. But since it's not a lie and she didn't do it, what is she missing that she can't remember that may or may not have happened? Um, There's just so, so many things about this episode I can't stand. I, I didn't like the voyeur nature of Geordie listening to her every thought, you know, Does this file have anything to do with what I'm looking for? If not, let's go on to the next one. It's like, and he says, I think I've come to know you better than anyone else. Well, that's creepy. I would have gotten up and turned away too. Uh, In the end, I'm not much into this. I don't even know if I could call this a middle of the road three. It's just a badly written episode. Sorry, Jerry. You do better later on. To me, this is a two. I I can't give this a three. What about you, Doc?
1: What are what are your thoughts? Oh, so I mean, I kind of concur with a lot of what you've said, and I think we've been really quite negative throughout this episode. Um, I, I was actually going to give it a two as well, but as we've spoken, I think I'm going to downgrade it. What? I mean, I, I think it's it's quite it's quite painful, right? Um. I, I don't get really what they're going for here. I, I don't like the transitions from. I mean, it's it's a different episode at the beginning and the end, and 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 the middle sticks out as you know as Acquiar tries to to come onto Jordi, and I think you're expected to. And this is supposed to happen in a like a short time zone, right? So you know, obviously he's not on the station for long, so the compressed time and. You know, her being taken by Klingons and then brought back and then being at 10 forward the following day and then touching Geordie's face and then wanting to know him better after she's been, has, she's, uh, he's gone through her log. I don't know, it's just all over the place this episode. Uh, I, I have to say that I don't really think it has many redeeming features. Um, mm. And I sometimes find redeeming features in, in all kinds of episodes. It doesn't even have like a second B plot line that you follow where, I don't know, you know, Alexandra's taught the truth about Halloween or whatever <laughs> nonsense they want to do this week. So it's, it's really quite a, quite, quite a thin episode without, without really much going for it. Um, I have to say, I think this episode might, and, and I'm not sure about this because my memory is not good, but I think this episode actually also might be the final episode of Star Trek Next Generation I ever saw. Because um when I watched TNG to begin with, uh, I remember watching the, back, the first episode I ever saw of, and I'm certain of this was Code of Honor. Um, I remember watching like on and off throughout season two and three. and then when I came, you know, there was a point in my life where I started going and buying the videos. And I remember starting at the beginning of season one, like working my way through. And at the same time as I was working through the back catalog, which was season one you know through through five, Season seven was releasing. So, you know, in real time, the the latest episodes were always the end of season six and into seven. And my backlog started, uh, I started on season one. So I had like two parallel runs going one starting in the beginning and one starting at the end of season seven. And I think this being like a back end episode of Star Trek uh, or. Close to the back end of season six is one of the last episodes I ever saw, and yeah, it's not needed, <laughs> is it? No, Mm-mm.
0: okay, well, then what it is, I guess. All right, and as I don't know if you guys noticed, but we didn't have a guest on and we talked about this. Our guest wasn't available, it was supposed to be Paul Finch, uh, but no, no matter what we tried, is just it was too hard to get him uh, get situated, so we weren't able to have Paul on, so hopefully we'll have him on again. But this hasn't happened since Season 3, Episode 9, The Vengeance Factor, which I always thought was a good episode. Well, sort of good. I gave it a 3.5, and you gave it a, gave it a 3, so uh, maybe not.
1: It was better than this one.
0: Yes, it was. It was. But what's weird is that you gave it a one and when was my last one that I ever gave gave any episode? Well, there's shades of gray. Because hey, I was that was, that was sh- shades of crap, is what it was. No, I gave one to perfect mate and to imaginary friend. And <laughs> New Ground as well. What? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. The you gave it a two. So is that the higher the fewer? Uh it? yeah I don't know remember you know we get to the back half of D- uh, uh, TNG the first half I can I know I know what happens by name but the back half I start to lose it a little bit because I just didn't watch them as much so maybe I don't know as much of them Okay sorry the higher the fewer is cost of living Okay well, it was a Klingon episode because Brian Denimore was on, and he gave it a 0.5. That's got to be the lowest rating of any episode ever in our entire run of 0.5. Although, I wish I I want to go back and redo uh, Shades of Grey, and give it a 0.25, but I won't. We'll keep it like it is. It was supposed to be 1 to 5, but hey, for, for the Klingon, we'll let him go 0.5 if he wants it. So that Is Aquio Anything else you got?
1: I have booked my tickets For Las Vegas For Star Trek next year Really? Yeah, so I first went In 2016 for the 50th Yeah We went again For the 52nd, which was two years later And um, I've I've basically Fallen into this Routine that I'll go every other year. I don't As think I'm go every year, but I'm going every other year. Uh, how much were the tickets? Do you remember? I do. So, what do you mean by tickets? Do you mean for the convention? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't remember the ticket. The convention tickets are, are. I have to say, the convention tickets at Vegas are good. They're they uh, they're, they're a decent, fair price, and you. I think you get a lot. Um, we have just had. Destination Star Trek in the UK a couple of weeks back that they hold uh, here on a semi regular basis. Um, I did not go this time. Uh, I find that the pricing is pretty dire compared to Vegas. Uh. Um, So it's, you know, what you get in Vegas is a lot better than what you get out here. Now, I understand that. (laughs) Flying <laughs> the idea of <laughs> the idea of flying people out of, you know, whether it's California or where they live in the US and flying them to Vegas for half of a week or so uh, to stay up in the hotels in Vegas is a lot easier proposition than getting people across the Atlantic and to stay in Birmingham, you know, so they do need a certain amount of recompense uh, but I, I find that I- I'm surprised how good the Star Trek Vegas is from a from a value proposition uh, certainly compared to what we get in Europe Okay
0: Alright, that's cool Let's see here What um, on the tickets, there's gold, captain's chair copper admission, general admission, or a single day Which did you get?
1: So the, the tickets for the show, I don't have my tickets yet Oh, I, you did I, I thought
0: you said you bought them.
1: Ah, I bought my flight. The flight oh, the is 10, flight. flight is a. Don't worry, the flight is ten times the price I'm going to pay for the tickets.
0: Oh well, yeah, uh, I imagine. So
1: it's not a. It, it's neither here nor there. I the thing is when I booked my flights at the beginning of September, they had not released the tickets. So if you're telling me they have now released the tickets no, that I'm going to no. go and start buying things,
0: they haven't. I'm still looking at 2019
1: stuff. July 31st to August 4th, and I, uh, I mean I have to. I've I've been to Vegas now twice. No, three times. I've been to Vegas three times, and um, gambling is the least attractive part of the uh, the city, as far as I can tell. I have no desire to go back for the gambling. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's just to me. It's it's so such a. There's nothing there. It's just, to me, it's it, it's meaningless. It's it's nothing that I would enjoy. Right,
0: because I remember um, I try I tried to teach you how to play craps, if I remember correctly. But I don't think you gambled one bit, did you? No, no.
1: And when uh. I was there with the wife the, other, the last time, she said, "Oh, we have to go and gamble. We're in Vegas." I said, "No, you don't." She said, "Yeah, yeah, I do." So she sat on the slot machine. I gave her like a dollar or five dollars or something. She pressed the button. It rolled. It then stopped, and then we left. And, and then it, you it, left, yes. What's with what's up with that?
0: <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because you don't take money away from
1: the casino; you give it to the casino. It's look. If there's entertainment involved, right? Uh, you know, if if I could pay, pay money and like play a game that is that is entertaining then fine uh but i just didn't get any entertainment out of random number generators yeah it, it, it's you know they really care yeah
0: that makes perfect sense to me too so. okay guys well that's it gee james uh it's sure nice talking to you we're to try it again again this year you know before the year is ended Okay, are you going to put money on that? Talking about gaming? (laughs) No. I would never want to put money on whether we could do that or not. Um, But anyway, so our next episode, I guess, uh, join us next time, guys, as we review episode number 14, and that is called Face of the Enemy. From what we've seen from Counselor Troy in the past, I still expect this to be one hell of an episode. See, that's why Troy wasn't
1: on this episode. She so was so he was on her mission that she yes. was captured for in the face of the enemy. It all makes sense.
0: That makes sense now.
1: But uh, as much
0: as we bag on Counselor Troy, I, I think this is going to be a very good episode. And I guess that's it.